this the remix? I think once the songs come out of the game, we got food less. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you go to a road game, I mean, they boo you anyway. You know what I mean? So so we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure it, it, it seems like uh, more than ever, you know, Cleveland gets the world. So we'll be ready for it. I want to say that I'm truly sorry to all the women that I've impacted in this situation. Um, my decisions that I made in my life that put me in this position, I would definitely like to have back. But I want to continue to move forward and grow and learn and, and show that, you know, I am a, a true person of, of character and I want to keep pushing forward. Press box transition. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. Three receivers right, two left. Second and goal from the two. Snap. Kellen. Touchdown! Albert Wilson. Mond. Wilson. 16-12. I think he was there before our game started, which is, I understand that. You know, he wasn't going to play today, so uh, I don't want to make more of that than it was. Kellen. End zone. Touchdown! Albert Wilson. 20-yard touchdown in Vegas. He hit the daily double. Just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. All right. I have some important questions for you, Ed, on the Raiders game on Sunday. First off, did Wayne Newton sing the worst national anthem of all time? Well, it's impossible Let to tell because he didn't sing the whole thing. He sang about a third right. of the national anthem. Now, look. And even when he did sing it, he was like, talking he wasn't actually even Look, singing i'm giving a golf clap here the man is 80 turn it down if you're i mean if, i mean come on we've had some bad do you remember fergie singing the national anthem and literally nba players were she laughing saying it though she's saying <laughs> okay, all the words people in attendance were laughing what do you think people were doing when wade newton wasn't singing all the words i think they were confused they had the uh, <laughs> that's worse they did have the choir there to help them Yes, they were the only ones singing. <laughs> the kids were singing. He didn't like. How do you accept? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll. I'll sing the anthem. Eighty years old. Then He's decline 80. it if you can't sing it. Come on. He's an it. icon. Yes. It was, it's the we worst national anthem I've ever seen. It's the worst I've ever seen. He didn't even sing it. it oh, he sang some of it. A third he of it. He sang about yeah, a third of the anthem. Of yeah. But he'd stop. And just look around for 10 seconds Well, he at a wanted time. to give the kids their time oh, in the sun. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, he wanted to give their kids their time under the lights, of course. <laughs> Can I offer a quick rebuttal? Oh, say does that This is better. I don't care. The lard's better. How about Ro Roseanne's? Or the land oh, the the, well, the Roseanne's one. The Roseanne one was you asked Roseanne to sing the national <laughs> anthem. That's true. That's what did, on you. What did you expect? Anybody who actually sang 90% of the words is better. Because he didn't sing the words. You don't get credit. I mean, I'm credit. a firm believer that we shouldn't Jared sing the national. Jared and I are on Wayne Newton's side I here. don't think Jared's on anybody's side. Ah, he might be shading towards me. Well, right. okay. Again, he's 80. I'm also yeah. a firm believer. Why do we sing the national anthem before sporting events? The only one we should do that is if, like, Army's playing Navy. All right. That's, that's a good point made often, yes. <laughs> yes. Like. It's dumb. It's very <laughs> dumb. And Army-Navy would be good. Sure. And like when a national team is playing in some sport or the Olympics. Well, but the Olympics makes sense because they play it when you win. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, have, I have another important question for you. How far did you walk from the media parking lot to Allegiant Stadium? Usual. Lot 89 into, into the stadium. I mean, it's down the street across the, across the light and down a little more street and in. Yeah, it's 
I mean, it's fine. It's a so walk. Was a Cassie walk. Soto overreacting when she showed a picture of her Apple Watch that says she walked 1.3 miles? Well, so here's why she did that. She's walked the normal, because we walk back, we all, all together walk back at nighttime, so she's walked that walk many times. But what happened was she had to walk the regular walk, but then go around the stadium to get her credential and then come all the way back around. Uh, so that was the new walk for her yesterday. How, she didn't she, have a credential. She works for Raiders.com, and she <laughs> couldn't get credentialed? No, she got credentialed. She got credentialed. Oh, okay, sorry. No, no, like, you would no, think she, that would be in just at her mailbox in the office. No, she so. had to walk around the stadium to get her credential. So she was being overdramatic with this. Uh, with her steps? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> with her 1.3-mile yeah. walk, which really included her circling the stadium, probably getting lost. Yeah, I mean, and, if she would have walked the regular distance, I don't think she would have said anything, because that's what you have to walk to get into the media area. Okay. All right. Was just curious because she posted it was hot, that though. and then showed her backpack that was full of sweat. That was a yeah, little scary. I made the bad call of wearing the suit. Oh, well, that's always a bad call, but <laughs> regardless really. of the situation, no. it's a bad call. No, I disagree. And dressing up like a professional at nope, work bad call. is much better than the guy who shows up in capri sweatpants. <laughs> no, that guy's a hero. That guy's a hero. Wear the sweatpants. It's great. Uh, don't wear a suit when you got to walk through 95 degree like, weather. A new coach gets introduced, and there's an entire like entire press room. Willie Ramirez is wearing a suit that he has had like tailored by a small Italian guy. Ed's wearing a blazer. Tyler is wearing stretchy Sweats. pants. Stretchy pants are great. <laughs> Always do that. Um, all right, another important question: Are you surprised that Darren Waller? Was at the Aces game I'm and not the Raiders surprise, game. Surprise. And I'll ask you that we were talking about it was going around the press box yesterday. So he's at the Aces game. He wasn't going to play anyway. Uh, there have been reports of a hamstring. I'm not so sure the validity of them or what the injury is as he, according to Josh McDaniels, works his way back. Let me ask you this. Bad look or Josh McDaniels afterwards? See, Josh McDaniels uh, afterwards... I don't think he's very happy because the quote where he says, I don't want to make it a bigger deal than it was, to me, seems a little... Well, that it's, was it that a, it's bit, a bigger deal well, to was him? It a, was it a bigger deal to him? Um, I would think that this had... To, well, they said it was approved by the team. I'm thinking, did it all get all the way up to the main man, MD? That's what I was thinking. Because too. he was across the court if, at his Aces game. So Mark Davis was at the Aces game, and he stayed until the end before he went over to the Raiders, Raiders game. game. So he got to, I don't know when he got to the Raiders game, but it would have been end of the second quarter, halftime, start of the third quarter, something like that. Um, I, if I was Darren Waller, and at some point last week I realize I'm not playing in this preseason game. It kicks off at 125. The Aces. Noon. And... My Was girlfriend noon? are playing at noon. noon. I want to go to the Aces game. I, as Darren Waller, am not asking Josh McDaniels. I am going straight to Mark Davis. I am going to Mark Davis first and saying, hey, Mark, I'm not going to play on Sunday. I'd, I'd love to be here supporting these women. Look at, look at this. They're going to be the one seat. I'd love to be here. Be like, can I skip the game? I would go straight to Mark Davis. Because he's much more likely to say yes to that than Josh McDaniels is. So that would not surprise me at all. Have he gone straight to if Davis? If Waller went straight to Davis and then Davis effectively told Josh McDaniels, hey, your tight end's not going to be at the game. He's going to be at the Aces game instead. 
would not be surprised. That's exactly if I was Darren Waller, that's how I would be. Okay, but outside looking it. in, do you think it's a bad look? No, I I said it last week on the show. Darren Waller should be at that game. No doubt about it should be at the Aces at game. The Aces at the game. Aces game. 100% should be at the Aces game. Who cares about the preseason game Supporting against the Vikings? Aces players. Yeah, of course. 100%. Who cares about the Vikings? Like, I don't care about them playing the Vikings. They started Thayer Munford at right tackle. Well, there, and also, there were guys that are going to be starters uh, in the season that weren't on the field either. Yeah. There are three or four we we looked for, and we're like, that guy's not here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where he was, but they Who weren't cares? there. And here's the other part. Yeah, I don't have any guaranteed money this year. You're not committed to me yet, so why am I committed to you? I'm not showing up for that. All right. That's I I understand I mean, the whole football guy logic of be there, support the team, whatever. That's ridiculous. He doesn't need to be there. There's going to be zero impact on the season that Darren Waller went to the Aces game instead of this random preseason game where he could see Thayer Munford and Jared Stidham play. He doesn't need that. Nothing useful about that. I, Darren Waller didn't even watch, doesn't even need to watch film from that. There's zero to take away from Darren Waller. Oh, no. Third he should go watch quarter, film of the Aces game We were looking at the instead. roster to see who was on the field. <laughs> he didn't know go, who these players were. He should go watch Aces film instead. That's what he should Break be down the instead. Aces yes, film? Yes, 100%. I think the right decision was made all around. Mark Davis at the Aces stayed for the whole thing. Darren Waller at the Aces. Did you think Josh McDaniels was a little testy with the answer? Probably. A little bit. But... I don't know. I have a hard time. But Josh McDaniels once again opens the press conference with congratulations to the, to the Aces. Aces and Becky Hammond. <laughs> he knows what's happening with the Aces. He also knows his boss owns the Aces. Right. Um, also, if I'm, I said this last week, if I'm Mark Davis, I am telling all of my players to be at the Aces game on Wednesday and Saturday. They play what? Wednesday, Saturday, or is it Thursday? Well, no, they would. It can't Wednesday, be there Saturday. Saturday. It's Wednesday, they, Saturday, they fly Tuesday. Friday to get to Miami. Can't be there Saturday. They could I mean, be there who's, Wednesday. Who's playing in, in Miami? I mean... Is Derek Carr taking a snap? He shouldn't. Then he should be at the Aces game. <laughs> he does not need to be in Miami to watch Jared Stidham play. If you're going to give Stidham all of the snaps, well, Stidham, Mullins, and Garbers, all of the snaps, he does not need to be there. What's he going to do? Get another Uber with Hunter Renfro? Oh my God! Well, I don't I think mean, he's getting an Uber with him. If the he is, sequel? he's the one calling the Uber. The sequel <laughs> like, of the Uber. Like, what's the point of him being in Miami? He's just wasting money, wasting fuel to carry another body across the country. There's no point in that. Go to the Aces it, game instead. It, it would be a very cool, that cool, but a very interesting like spin to be like, well. As you guys know, we're a green team. Like, we're trying to, so we're not going to send the players. Right. And then, then you know what? With that money that was saved, if this series goes three, you're getting on a plane to Phoenix, Derek, (laughs) for Tuesday's deciding game three. That whole roster is going to be on a plane to Phoenix for that game. No doubt it. That's what I'd be doing if I was Mark Davis. This would be interesting to see who flies to Miami now. It should, should not be Derek Carr. And I'll be honest with you. Is Darren Waller playing? No, he's not playing. He should stay if, home. If he has a hamstring injury, of which there's only been reports, then he's not playing until the Chargers game on yeah. September 11th. Darren Waller should be courtside. Aces, Mercury. Well, we know he will be Wednesday. Yeah, game one and game two. And honestly, game three. They should all be in Phoenix for game three, if there's a game three. If you're the Aces, you better hope they're not a game three. But. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's actually the format the WNBA has. There's a lot of pressure on the, the higher seed. Oh, you don't want to split and have to go there. Yeah. We talked about that last week in terms of 
the weirdness that the home team and the number one seed wouldn't possibly have to go on the road against the eight seed for the decider. Yeah. This That's is very strange. This is one of the rare occasions where the series may never begin. Because the series doesn't start until someone loses at yeah, home. The so. case is sweep. The series never started. Series never ended. So there you go. All right. That, I'm glad you answered my important questions there. Um, <laughs> I had very important questions. We talked about the field too. Field was what was worse, the field or Wayne Newton? <laughs> they were oh, both man. about a third oh, full. Man. We didn't even get to Matt Arise's 82 yarder. We didn't. Oh uh, man! Can you believe? How about the who are the you, three punters taken in front of that kid? Can, do you guys remember the story? Of what? Yeah, because he he, he went it too far. Yeah, there were scouts that were like, "Well, he's going to outkick our coverage." Yeah, get better at covering exactly. the punts. What do you mean? <laughs> the his first punt, the Bills had the ball on the eighteen yard line, and he punted it into the other team's end zone. Yes, he flipped the, <laughs> like he flipped the entire foot. And here's the thing: that was probably a bad punt in Matt Ariza's standard. He was like, "Damn, it went to the end zone." Like right. in, in the right. regular season, that ball's probably getting down to the five. Yes, like. And teams are like, ah, he punts too yeah, far. Yeah, they took three punters in front of him. Yeah, he punts too far. If you get stopped inside your 10, guess what? The other team's getting the ball at their 10. <laughs> <laughs> and teams are like, oh, he's going to punt too far. What a ridiculous thing to say. He's too good at punting. We can't draft him. We got to draft other punters. Unbelievable. <laughs> teams are so stupid. I can't believe how many times they talk themselves out of things. Incredible. That guy's going to be, that guy's somehow going to be the MVP of the Bills and he's going to pump once a game. <laughs> exactly. There's going to be one time he's used every game. He's going to be like, oh, well, he's the best player. We, our offense got stopped once, but it didn't matter because he downed him at the two. Like, unbelievable. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's Briefs. I'm asking you if you know the difference between right and wrong. I discovered at a very early age that if I talk long enough, I could make anything right or wrong. Bischoff's Briefs. So either I'm God or truth is relative. Bischoff's Briefs. And in either case, booyah. Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's Briefs is taking a look at UNLV basketball First off, they are going to play three games in Canada this week, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Friday. All of those start at 7 p.m. You can hear them right here on ESPN Las Vegas. That is going to be the live coverage. There will be video, but UNLV is going to post them after the fact to their Running Rebels YouTube page. So you won't be able to watch live. You'll be able to listen live right here, but you will be able to watch after the fact. So starting tomorrow at 7, you can tune in to listen to UNLV basketball. They are playing this preseason tour in Canada, three games this week. Now, because of that, they got some extra practice time that most teams wouldn't have. And UNLV had on Saturday an open practice. Fans could come and more fans came than UNLV was expecting at the Mendenhall Center. They've got, I think it's like four rows of bleachers along one sideline of the court. Those were filled. There's an upstairs part that people can fit, you know, a row or two in to see over the court. That was completely filled. They actually had to go get folding chairs and line them up on the opposite side of the court because there were so many more people than they were expecting to come to this. And even with those extra folding chairs, there were still plenty of people that were just standing around the court watching. 
Uh, that was, in all honesty, and not this is not meant to be a shot at anything the players actually did. That was the most impressive part of the open practice was the amount of people that showed up to watch this practice, right? Like we're talking four or 500 people that showed right. up to watch UNLV basketball practice. Just to practice. On a random Saturday in August. And I think this is an area where Kevin Kruger deserves credit for like off-court things. Obviously having an open practice in August isn't going to help UNLV make the NCAA tournament, right? None of that's like really going to be impactful for the actual team. But having the interaction with the fans is great, right? Afterwards, players signed autographs, talked to fans. Kevin Kruger probably talked to every single human being that was in the gym that day, right? Like that part is incredible because if you go back, right, Marvin Menzies kind of hit his teams, right? He They weren't very active the first year. He really didn't want people to see his team. Otzelberger, I wouldn't say hit his teams, but he wasn't very proactive. He kind of did what he, he had to do. He was the face. Of the right. <laughs> he kind of did what he had to do, but he wasn't overly proactive i think kevin Kruger so far in two years has been about as proactive as you can have a coach be with his team and kind of following in dad's footsteps right and so that i think is a a good way like seeing him engage the fan base is it's a good thing to me and especially when you have as much turnover as this roster has had and the coaching staff has had too it's a good way to kind of like introduce before the season even gets here Hey, th- these are the players on the team you're going to cheer for, right? right? These are the guys you're going to be cheering for. You've never seen Elijah Harkless before in your life. Here he is, right? You've, you've never seen, what is it, 11 guy, new guys or whatever it is. You've never seen them. Here they are, right? Here's a chance for you to see them eh, just for an hour or two in practice. But there's at least the opportunity there to sort of have an introduction. So I think that's a great thing. Again, on the court, not going to make a big difference, but it helps, I think, a lot with engaging the fan base and keeping the fan base around, which is something that UNLV has struggled with recently now here's some overreactions for you first or the biggest takeaway for me i have no idea who their best player is do not have a clue mike gramala we had him on earlier he thinks it'll be elijah harkless harkless was not he was participating in non-contact stuff but not in the actual contact drills i would still lean towards it going to be elijah harkless right he's got the best career track record as a college player but he's not practicing no idea who their best player was. Nobody stood out and was like, oh, yeah, that's clearly the guy. Mike Grimaldo has been to more practices than me. He thinks that Keyshawn Gilbert has stood out in that way. So I'll take Mike's word for it. If Keyshawn Gilbert is that guy, that's very good for them. I think he's got the upside to do so. But I don't know who their best player is, <laughs> right? I think that's a little bit of a problem. I think there's – it's August, right? It's still There's no Bryce Hamilton. Right. It's very early. It's August. But I do think there's a real chance we're in the season and we're talking about – well, who's their best player? Right. Right. Like, and, and we don't have a clear answer for it. I think there's a real chance we are talking about that. I do like Jackie Johnson because that guy shoots from everywhere. Terrific. <laughs> he's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know if he's going to be good, but I'm going to want that guy to play all the time because he's going to be fun. And the one player that I think could be a difference maker is Isaiah Cottrell, the transfer from West Virginia, because he's the tallest, maybe second tallest guy on the roster. The Bishop Gorman kid. And he might be able to shoot. He shot 32% from three last year at West Virginia, took like 47 threes, I think it was. But he looked like he had a good shot in practice. And if you're telling me that, you know, like the tallest guy or second tallest guy on the team can shoot threes, that that's the type of player that's a difference maker. That's a type of player that allows you to play big while also mm-hmm. having the three-point shooting on the floor. So I love that. If that guy's actually good, then UNLV's got a potential difference maker in Isaiah Cottrell. Here's what I do know. Our fears about this team not being able to score, 
are probably accurate. Are founded. They played like a five-on-five scrimmage. They did two five-minute segments. Uh, I will I'll, I'll give you a couple caveats, right? Obviously, Elijah Harkless wasn't there. It wasn't like ones versus twos. It was the talent was spread around pretty equally right. across the two teams, so thinned out there. But 10 total minutes of five-on-five scrimmaging, the final score was 8-7. to seven. If you extrapolate that over a 40-minute game, that is a final score of 32 to to 28. That is not a lot of points. They weren't calling, or there were guys calling fouls, but they didn't really call many fouls. The defense certainly had an advantage because you could get physical or whatever. But, like, I think they got one layup in the half court during this. They got a couple that were, like, a transition one or, like, off of an offensive rebound. But they basically didn't create good shots at the rim. Everything was a mid-range jumper or a three. Some of the three, like there were some open shots, right? It's not like they missed a bad shot, but they missed the majority of them. Like I sure the defense deserves some credit, right? When you're watching a team scrimmage itself, the defense obviously deserves some credit. Kevin Kruger's trying to build a really good defensive team, but I don't think they're scoring this year. I I just don't know where it's coming. This is your overreaction. Yeah. This is my overreaction to you for, for a one little 10 minute scrimmage that I got to see. I don't know where they're scoring this season. I don't know who's scoring for this team. Cause even if you point to Elijah Harkless, Oh, he wasn't playing. He was not an efficient scorer at Oklahoma. He was not an efficient scorer when he played two years at Cal state Northridge. I, if you're telling me that Elijah Harkless has to be the one to sort of save the offense, I don't think they're going to be very good offensively. The flip side of that is they were excellent defensively. Like they're very good defensively and they might actually play a game this year that finishes 32 to 28. I think that's a, that might be a real score at some point during the season, but that's, that's my overreaction to one practice, 10 minutes scrimmaging final score, eight to seven. That's my overreaction. Were you more positive despite what you said about scoring walking out than you were walking in? Um, no, about the same. I think I walked out of there feeling about the same. I don't know that they're going to be able to shoot very well. Uh, but I think they're going to be good defensively. Like, None of the like questions that I think you have about the roster were necessarily answered in a you know one open practice, which is fine. I don't think you walked no. into that expect. Now maybe you walk in and like they do a drill and everybody's nailing threes, and you're like, oh, this team's going to be able to shoot unexpectedly. But that wasn't the case. I I didn't walk in there thinking, oh, this is going to change my mind. I was kind of hoping to see figure out, oh, that guy might be their best player, and I didn't feel like that happened. I didn't feel like one player was like significantly better than the rest. But again. I'm telling you ahead of time, it's an overreaction to all this, but I don't think the offense is going to be very good this year. However, the defense should be good, and it'll be a matter of where can they squeeze some offense out while still being great defensively. How do they find that? And if they can find that. Did you see out of Keyshawn Gilbert everything Mike is saying? No. And I was with Mike, and Mike was like, yeah, today's not as good as he was recently. He was like the last couple of practices, he was much more assertive and aggressive and better, basically. So... Mike was sitting there telling me that he wasn't as good in this. Did practice. You guys talk to Kruger afterwards? Yeah, we did. Um, he was. How's he doing? He was uh, babysitting his daughter while talking to us. So a little I saw dis- pictures of that. A little distracted. He was okay. holding her at one point. Then he set her down. She started to run away. And he was like caught in between. Do I keep answering this question or do I go get my daughter? And he, he yelled at one of the managers who walked by. Hey, watch her real quick. So. <laughs> That was his oh, man. solution in the moment. All I want is at some point for Kevin Kruger to go, here, hold her to Tyler. No, <laughs> Tyler, that could have oh, no. happened. <laughs> right. well, I was, that that could have If it was going to happen, it was going to happen then. So that was certainly a possibility. Um, <laughs> Just Tyler. That, that would... How would Tyler? We need, to, we need to find someone with a very like liberal, like, how, how like, hey, are you cool with us handling your, your, baby, child, your baby for a little bit? Because we're going to hand her to Tyler and see what he does. <laughs> 
I was just with my family, and my sister has a four and a two year old. Did not hold either one of them the entire time. Did you give them hugs? Uh, not the four and the two year old. Are you they, a hugger? I'll hug my family. Okay. I don't want to hug you. That's you a mistake. Hug, you I'm a great hugger. Would you like pat him on the head? I don't think they wanted to be hugged. The the two or TZ two or three, I can't remember. The two year old like only wants to be held by his parents. Okay. Like he'll play or whatever, but if he's not playing, he's immediately like walking up to one of his parents and being to like, be held. pick me up. Yeah, to be <laughs> held. I was like, my arms would be tired. But he didn't, I don't think anybody else held him except his parents. Maybe the grandparents did at some point, but that was pretty much it. He was like, please hold me the entire time. So I don't think I actually hugged either one of them. I get that. I hugged it. My, my brother's Dude, got kids yeah. that are. Oh no, I just, please hold me. Yeah. My brother's <laughs> got kids that are like 12, nine and six or something. And like. Were those fist bumps? No, I gave them hugs, but those three are a nightmare. <laughs> like those three, like, like the my my sister's two kids that are younger. Those two kids are well behaved. They're wonderful. These three raised by my brother, and it's because of my brother. Nightmare kids, like they are running, running around, all over the running place. around, oh, doing crazy stuff. Just dirty somehow. You're like, you just got here. How are you covered in mud? Like complete disasters of of like parenting and everything. So. Those ones are those are the ones I'm most afraid of. <laughs> My sister's kids are fine. Those ones are just horrifying. All right, coming up next. Just a random shot at his own brother. Oh, he doesn't care. I got to tell you a story about my brother. But coming up next, Adam Hill joins the show. So I'm hungry. I'm starving in the morning. So I open the fridge. There's nothing there. He does have some cereal. So now I'm eating Lucky Charms, no milk. I get a little orange juice, throw it in the Lucky Charm, and that was my breakfast of champions. And of course, he kicked our bus. That that's that's the reason why. <laughs> Is this true, Derek? You didn't, I, I, well, you didn't I don't shop? remember all the details. I can't remember. <laughs> well, I had like, to eat the cereal with oranges. The cereal. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> but you can tell them about your fridge back in the day. Yeah, I mean, uh, my fridge still doesn't have much in it, to be quite but honest. We... All of the sun, none of the fun, on the press box summer edition. That was apparently A-Rod and Derek Jeter talking about eating cereal with orange juice. Joining us now from the Review Journal is Adam Hill. Adam, have you ever had cereal with orange juice? Uh, no. Uh, I have had it with Gatorade. Oh, oh man. Well, it was it was for the air. I mean, that was that's how uh, that's how Harbaugh eats his cereal. So me and Cofield did it. <sighs> As the uh, the Jim Harbaugh challenge, I don't, I don't know. Would have been in on that. I don't know if this is going to make it better, but what cereal were you eating with Gatorade? I believe it. I can't remember. What it, I think it's Wheaties. Oh, oh man! Yeah, it's, it's whatever Harbaugh does. Combo. We did it, and it wasn't it wasn't great. <laughs> the crazy combo. <laughs> it went it went better than the uh, the Hakeem Olajuwon McNugget challenge, though. What take us through that one? Well, apparently, Akiva Lajwan ate 100 nuggets during a, uh, a three-hour McDonald's commercial filming <laughs> where he was supposed to eat, like, a nugget in the commercial, and he just kept pounding them. And all the producers and directors and everybody was just blown away that he had 100 McNuggets. And so we tried to do it on the air. And I'll tell you this. Like, I don't think it's the amount of food that gets you. It's that it, I love a chicken McNugget. I think they're fantastic. Shout-out to McDonald's, I guess, if they're sponsor. I don't know. Uh I think they're great, but if they sit around for like 10 minutes, they start to get really disgusting. And after like 20 minutes, they're inedible. They're horrific. <laughs> and that's what happened to us. I mean, we got through like, you know, 30 of them or so, and we were crushing them. 
And uh, I think, you know, by the end of the show, when we got to 100, uh, it did not end well at all. How many did you eat? I ate them all, but I I mean, they didn't didn't leave the building. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Could you do the uh, 999 challenge, nine hot dogs, nine beers, and nine innings of baseball? That seems easy, right? Yes, that's what I said. Very easy. (laughs) I think I would struggle through that. I don't think I'd make it. I mean, you got to add nine shots to it if it's Jared. You've got to make it real. That's what Jared did during batting practice. <laughs> yeah, I did that in the parking lot. Yeah, that's what happened earlier. All right, uh, most important question from the Raiders game. Should media be allowed to step on the Raiders logo in the locker room? <laughs> Man, it got ugly in there. So, I mean, look, it's a, we talk about this all the time, right? It's a new town in terms of media, and it's still, people are still learning. Um, I've covered enough games I knew, so... I guess uh, if, when you guys have Cassie on, what should you do Fridays with you? Yeah, or is yeah. Too busy now. It's too, too important. Yeah, sometimes uh, you, you can ask her. She got she got somewhat lucky, and that I mean nobody has ever said you're lucky to walk in with me, but uh, she was lucky. She was walking in with me, and I like I, I was like stop 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 don't step on the logo, and she was like oh what why, and I said just just watch, and everybody else stepped on it, and the players just started screaming at them. Uh, it was fantastic <laughs> to watch. Uh, I think that some media members thought it was a joke and they thought they didn't have to do the push-ups because uh, nobody actually did them. But I think some players actually want push-ups to be done at some point. They think they're owed. And just in case, I did actually keep a list of who did it. Oh, you? Oh, yeah. uh, wait, are you going to be the narc? Are you going to yeah. be the narc here? Uh, we'll see. I mean, I told I told Kenyon Drake if he wanted the list, I'd send it to him. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. But I, I do have the list. So I, you know, it's, it's something I will hold over, and you know, we're deciding if we're going to make the, the the people that stepped on the logo do push-ups before they step in the media room for practice on Wednesday. Well, a couple guys, a couple players were letting people off, saying, "Hey, just do ten of them, and you can go on your knees." And still, the media people just looked at them like they were crazy and kept walking. Yeah, they thought they were joking. They weren't. Yeah, they they, no, they, no. Kenyon Drake yeah. was not joking. He was. He was like fuming about it. He was. He was not happy that. A certain person who stepped on the logo. Are we not allowed to name names? <laughs> well, but should say he might be on the air right now somewhere else. Yeah. Oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. And Kenyon Drake, he said, "I'm not doing 25." Kenyon Drake goes, "That's fine. Do 10. You can do any knees." And he still wouldn't do it. And Drake looked at him like, "No, I'm serious. Let's go." I can't believe Cowherd did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's incredible. So. What what happens when somebody steps on it again after like the next time you're in the locker room? Because I can kind of understand the first time the players get mad, but like the second time, is Kenyon Drake gonna actually hurt somebody? He's if they, gonna hit if him they hard. He's gonna it? hit him fast. I I would I would just think that the people are actually gonna have to do the push-ups or else they won't be able to leave the locker room. I think that's part of it. And um, from what I understand, there will be an announcement made next time uh, by members of the PR staff to say, "Hey, look." You guys really screwed that up last time. Let's let's fix that. Is this uh, is this stupid? I mean, it sounds like good content for me, but this also sounds very stupid. Uh, I mean, I think it is stupid, but it's, I also know that it's it's not just the Raiders. It's every right. team in the league. Oh, you do it in uh, a hockey locker room? Yeah, oh. it's, it's every sport, every team in the league. Um, and look, no matter how bad it was, and I'm sure, <laughs> I don't know if you guys talked about it, but. It's not the most egregious mistake of the of a media member this week, so it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Wait, what was the most egregious mistake a media member made this week or last well, week? Uh, Ed, did you guys not talk about it? We did not. Ed was gone half the week. Oh. <laughs> was Ed the one who did it? <laughs> no, no. If you guys want to go, I mean, if you guys want to go find the uh, the press conference from last Friday. Oh, uh, yep. Nope. No, we do not. We are not. <laughs> I was going to say it'll probably be impossible to find. Uh, everybody had to scrub it from the record. Because somebody decided that they just wanted to throw out like trick plays that the Raiders were running in practice. I see. To Josh McDaniels, who yeah. laughed it off until he went off stage. Oh, he, and then he, he was not laughing at all. The 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 best part was as dumb as that question was. He gave a very good yeah. answer that was not specific. He did with you still in the room. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, we have not asked you, so your take on bad look, no look at all for Darren Waller to be at the Aces game. I mean, it's intriguing to me. I, I, I think that's, you know, I'm sure that somebody within the team, somebody within the organization told him it was fine. Um, I don't know that Darren would have cared if somebody told him it was fine. Um, I, I Look, could he, is he injured right now? Probably. Um, am I convinced 100% that that's the official reason that he's not missing practice? No. But, I, you know, I think both could be true. I think that's very possible. Um, you know, there's all the, obviously all the speculation that he's holding in right now. I don't know if that's the case. Nobody has said it. And you would think that if you were doing that, you would want to come out and say it. Your agent would want to come out and say it. Uh, you'd want to make it clear that you want a new deal. But uh, they also maybe are working with the Raiders to try to be very secretive about it. That's, that's certainly possible. Um, there's many different possibilities right now. I'll say this. We have tried several times to ask both Darren and his agent if that's what's going on. And they will not. They will not say that. So for right now, it's all speculation. Um, I didn't think it was a great look to be at the Asian team yesterday. Um, could he be trying to send a message? Maybe. That's, that's possible, too. But it is, you know, it is all tied in by the fact that Mark Davis owns the team. And I think if he didn't, it would be a lot different situation. Uh, but for right now, we'll just assume that Darren Waller is not healthy and can't practice for that reason and wasn't going to play anyway, so he wasn't over there. It's just, it, 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 Everybody knew with the optics that was going to be created by this, and they did it anyway. So I, I think that's very intriguing. Darren Waller 100% asked Mark Davis, not Josh McDaniels, for permission, right? I mean, you said that. <laughs> I, 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 I thought, listen, I, as, as intriguing as I thought it was that Darren Waller went to the Aces game instead of the Raiders game, uh, I thought Josh McDaniels' answer kind of threw fuel on the fire, too. I mean... I don't want to make such a bigger deal than it already is, is clearly making it a bigger deal than it already is. And I just thought body language wise, that was the last thing that he wanted to talk about. All right. Before we let you go, you fighting a Python or an alligator for your dog? I mean, I don't think I would, I would try either way. I think Python though. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It would be a slower death. So that's probably the <laughs> wrong answer. I'm, I'm losing to both of them. I mean, I think you know when you really care and you're trying to win a fight for for reasons that matter. I think there is like a boost. Like you get some superhuman. Like you could do more than you normally could. I think. But either one is beating me, so I'm not going to hold out any illusions that I'm going to win this fight. So I guess you just have to decide which death is worse. <laughs> I guess the Python death is worse. <laughs> Python's a lot slower. Python's a lot slower. You'd have to watch it. 
What what if the decision was you'd have to watch it happen until the end? Then I think you go the other way. No, I, the point guard's killing me, not the dog. <laughs> what if you're? I think you're. What if you're better than? Yeah, you're probably both dumb. <laughs> yeah. But what if you're yeah, better once than? Once it gets you, for? it's going for the dog. Oh, no, no, they only eat like they they eat very rarely. The eat, pythons like, once every couple months or something. So wait, you're suggesting you're basically sacrificing yourself to the python to save the dog? I think so. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a noble death. I I can approve of that. It's better than dying because you stepped on the Raiders logo in the locker room. I think. Yeah. Let's be clear. I don't want to fight either one, and I would lose badly either one. I have no <laughs> delusions that I would be like some, you know, man. I was actually I was actually going to say I have no delusions that I'm the crocodile hunter, but he isn't that well <laughs> no. for him either. <laughs> Dump that thing on the head. All right, Adam, yeah. get out of here before you say something else you'll regret. See you, buddy. <laughs> There's Adam Hill from the Review Journal. Um. Yeah, good answers. I think good answers all around. Don't step on the logo, Ed. You I didn't step ups. on it. I knew. Believe me, from the hockey days, the hockey you days, don't, you do not go near logos. How weird was it that a guy from the Review Journal had to tell a Raiders employee not to step on the Raiders logo? <laughs> here's a here's a pro tip: if you don't want something stepped on, don't put it on the floor. Coming up next. Ed's gone. But first, we got tickets to give away. A four-pack of tickets to the Three Ice Hockey Playoff Championships on Saturday, August 20th at the Orleans Arena. You can buy tickets at Ticketmaster.com or win some from us right now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want four tickets to the Three Ice Hockey Playoff Championships on Saturday, August 20th at the Orleans, 702-364-1100. Be caller number four. Pitch on the way. Pujol swings and hits a drive. Deep left center field. It's long, long gone. A home run. Three-run homer. Albert Pujols. Sensational. You're locked in the press box. Ed is gone. Going to interview somebody. He'll be back tomorrow. Um, But I have an important task for uh, both of you guys right now. And anybody that's listening and not driving. Um, look up on the internet, <laughs> Ryan Wright, who W-R-I-G-H-T? is R I G H T. Correct. Ryan Wright, who is a punter for the Vikings. He's, I think they have a punting job. He punted at Tulane last year. And just let me know what you think of Ryan Wright. In terms of, did he like, is he like a Doogie Hauser, but with football like he looks like he's thirteen. Well, I'm uh, looking at his metrics. He's also huge. For he a is two hundred and forty-five pounds and six-three as a punter. That he's is, massive. That was like me in high school. I was like six-two, two thirty-five, and I was a punter. And a I kicker. assume you played other positions too. Oh yeah, I okay. played offensive, defensive okay. line, punter, <laughs> kicker. Oh yeah, that was like my best friend in high school was offensive lineman, defensive lineman. But he did kick only kickoffs. They didn't let him kick field goals because he would just he'd use the toe. He would not use the side of his foot, yeah. and he'd just kick it as far as he could. Accuracy a zero, but it was going a long way. <laughs> What's funny is, so I played offensive and defensive line. Out, well, outside linebacker, but I was a stand up on the line. But my job was if we needed a squib kick or an onside kick. That was Jared, role. get in there. <laughs> that was, no, no, try to kick it as far as you can. <laughs> that was your coach's way of saying, hey, you suck, but we could use you. But they you had completely e- shanking it will help. <laughs> yes, like literally they were like, 
okay, let's do a squib kick. And I would be like, oh, man. See, I, I love this punter for the, by the way, Danny's here. I didn't say Danny was here. Um, I love this punter for the Vikings, and I'm going to need him to make the roster over whoever he's competing with because fat punters are great. Like, here's here's the uh, comparison, by the way. It's between a guy named Jordan Wright and another guy named Jordan Barry. Battle of the Jordans. Or, oh, never mind. Ryan, Ryan Wright, Wright and Jordan Barry. He's been doing that a lot like, yeah. lately. I think he keeps confusing uh, Laurent Brossois and, and Logan, Logan Thompson. Two L's. Uh, so Ryan Wright, as we established, the guy who can't get the name right makes the correction, is six foot three, two hundred and forty-five pounds. He, the guy he's competing with, Jordan Berry, is six foot five, two inches taller, a hundred and ninety-five pounds. Oh, this is great. He weighs fifty more pounds and is two inches shorter. I need this guy to make the roster. And then the place kicker, six feet tall, two hundred and six pounds. So Jordan Berry, he needs to gain a couple pounds because they need to have everyone over two hundred. And also, two forty-five is like his listed weight. Oh yes, you could, that is a very uh, on good a point. long weekend yes. that may get up to two seventy. That is a very good point. That that's his listed oh, weight. Oh yeah, on a bye week, <laughs> he's pushing like two sixty-five, two seventy. And here's one more fun part about Ryan Wright. According to Luke Braun, who covers the NFL, Ryan Wright runs a four six forty. Oh. Why is he a punter? Put, My man put is this booking guy it. As, put this guy at linebacker. My Come man on. is booking it down the field. After I'm, the, I'm like tight. Punt. Put him at tight end. So, so can we please hope for a couple runbacks, and then we'll get um. <laughs> oh, the the crushing, yeah. the punter crushing Just a dude, some bruising punter yes. hits. Let's yes. do it. So I need Ryan Wright <laughs> to make the roster for the Vikings. That way. The most fun part about tuning into Vikings game will be when this guy walks out there to punt, and we hope there's a good return, and he just hammers somebody. Somebody, some five foot nine, hundred and eighty five pound wide receiver is going to be streaking down the field, going, "I'm going to score a touchdown," and all of a sudden, two hundred forty five pounds is going to crunch him. Okay, is it better if Ryan Wright like comes at an angle and just lights the guy up, or if he chases down the return man? Like he's beat and like he covers ground to trip him up. Oh, I think that line. would be more impressive. Like that would be if you get caught by the 250 pound punter. Like remember people were like, what was it? Buddha Baker got caught by DK Metcalf. Yeah. And it, but like DK Metcalf's a freak. DK he's a right. machine. Like that guy's ridiculous. That's that's not real. But like th- if this guy, the sort of chubby punter were to run down and return, that would be incredible. Have you seen a picture of him? The punter? Yes. Yeah. He's great. Oh man, I'm looking at this picture from college. Yeah, this, oh yeah. Oh, the college is, ones. He's 240. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he was just Friday night at the frat house, just pounding back Coors Light. Oh, yeah. And then walked out to punt for Tulane the next day. And like, Tulane, that's what happened. Tulane, here. isn't that in New Orleans? Oh, it's, and it's he's like in, all the fried food, yeah. all the gumbo. And Let's it's like, do it. it's it, like it, the, their campus is like in New Orleans. It's not like, oh, here's the campus. It's right. kind of a way. It, it's literally in New Orleans. So he was absolutely like him and Zion on the same day. Like, Shrimp po' boy and a twelve pack of Coors Light. Oh, I gotta go punt in a couple hours. No worries. All the uh, all the coaches are yelling at like certain players, like you need to keep your weight down. Meanwhile, the punter is literally eating a hoagie <laughs> on the sideline during the game. I love this guy. He needs to make the right. And if he doesn't, the Raiders need to sign him. So I know AJ Cole's got this long term deal. Sign this guy. According to whatever Twitter account this is, like Seaside Joe, he does some type of news. 
uh, NFL draft prospects who are roughly 6'3", roughly 245 pounds that run a 4'5 to 4'6", three linebackers and two edge rushers, <laughs> and then the punter. <laughs> Let's go. Ryan Wright might be my new favorite. Right. Oh, he's great. He's phenomenal. And I need the Vikings to put him on the roster. Absolutely. Do and not then, keep this Jordan Berry's beanpole guy. Give me the fact. <laughs> and then I need to find a uh, jersey for him. <laughs>